The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. From the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Enjoying your Tuesday evening on your drive home, if that's indeed where you're going, or if you're headed out for the evening. How many people go out on a Tuesday? I don't know. I I like Tuesdays. I'm not, you know, I'm not underrated. Not whizzing on a Tuesday. Underrated nights to go out. Really? I don't find myself going out. You you want to know why it's underrated? I don't think it's rated at all. I think if you say I'm going out on a Tuesday night, no one's ever going to tell you, oh, yeah, I do it big every Tuesday. What are you guys? You guys are two single guys. Is like Tuesday a good date night? Is Thursday a good? Is there there a day in the week that's not a good date night? Or is the date just about the relationship? Tuesday's a good date night. And I don't know if these guys agree because no football. You know, you don't have Monday, Thursday, Sunday football. Well, there's no football for the next several months. I I thought you were going to say that they're not busy times at restaurants and and different, you know, whether it's the theater or it's, you know. Whatever it is. Yeah, no, no, that, that too. It's a little bit easier to get a reservation if you want to go to a nice restaurant in particular that's usually busy on the weekend. Tuesday Would you guys night? prefer to a... go on a date during the week or on the weekends? Um, I think the, I, I think the, the weekday. Week. Yeah, yeah, weekdays. Really? It's yeah. just harder to find. Well, so you can keep like the Aaron Rodgers conversation? You keep your weekends yes, to yourself? Exactly. Bingo, yeah. Wads. I but like a Tuesday. It's harder romantic, to it's harder to find reservations for stuff on like a Friday too. I yes, think. you have to be a, a a planner or you have to know the proper people. Correct, but most people have to go to work the following morning on a weeknight. Correct, but so okay, you don't have so to like tough it up. Okay, like I'm not just listen, asking. Listen, just because you've been going, married since 1991, just because you're going out for a nice dinner doesn't mean you have to get blackout drunk on a Tuesday. You know I'm what I mean? Like there's suggesting a happy, that there's but a I happy mean, sometimes, medium. Sometimes I'm not suggesting you have to get blackout drunk, but you're going to be out later than normal. Sure. If you have to get up early for work, maybe it's not something you want to do. All right. I think you were just you were addressing that, thinking that I'm always thinking about getting blackout drunk. That's not who I am. I think that that was a a gross misrepresentation of me. If the suit fits. It doesn't Uh, fit. That's the point. um, So, all right. So, Jeff Darlington was on Get Up earlier today. And believe it or not, they were discussing the Bears having the number one overall pick. Are you kidding me? There's no chance. I am not. Greeny was back today, wasn't he? He was. He was. So, this was Greeny's first bite of the apple on this week. With regard to the quarterback conversation. It was, although it was not uh, Mike Tannenbaum's first By the way, I find at this point, Uh I find the Lamar Jackson situation with Baltimore as the most intriguing quarterback situation of all. And some are going to say, well, what about Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? I I would say that Baltimore and, and, and Lamar Jackson most intriguing to me at the moment. You? Yes, because I, th- I'm, I, I feel pretty 
And by you, the way, if there's a if there's an update on where Aaron Rodgers is at any point, you guys just kind of chime in, yeah, please. We'll oh, do. I think that's worth that's breaking news sounder worthy. If we that get make news. me like I don't know why I've, I've responded in this in. manner. You know, okay, so here's what's I do think Lamar Jackson. Maybe maybe what he decided to do is like he was enjoying himself so much. Get a fifth. He decided day in? to stay in there. He did not come out. Uh, wouldn't it be funny if nobody informed you? You went into darkness and nobody informed you when your four days were up. So they just let you go in, but you're waiting for someone to come and get you, but they don't actually do that. And so they wait until you actually just break and say, I'm going to leave the darkness. Well, you have so the you, ability to leave whenever you want, from what I understand. No, I know that. But what if you, you're under the impression? So ex- that, actually oh. you stay six days instead of four days. Exactly. Well, you'd be pissed because it may bleed into your weekend. Well, it's clearly going to if I'm in there for six days. Right. Somehow, some way, it's going to drip into my weekend there, which is not ex- exactly what I'm looking for. All right. So Jeff Darlington was on Get Up, and they were discussing the possibility of the Bears Drafting Bryce Young and trading Justin Fields, and this is what ensued. I think the idea that the Bears would contemplate this is different than the idea of them actually doing it. And that's an important distinction right now. They've got time to figure this out, but they do need to do the math on it. They need to figure out exactly what that number one overall pick is worth. If they can get the Texans and the Colts both kind of leveraging each other to try to move up to that number one spot, then all of a sudden you're getting a haul. But if you lose one or both of those teams and they decide they're not going to do it, suddenly you have to decide maybe this pick is worth us just taking the player. And then you've got to figure out what Justin Fields is worth. Now, I'm not saying they ultimately do it. I think that the number one overall pick will have the value that they want. I just think it's something that they're really going to have to consider in the coming months. I think that's a very prudent point by Jeff Darlington. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think that, again, this is kind of the mantra I've had as well. I know it gets a lot of people's dander up that, you know, how, how in the world could you listen? You got to look at every situation from every angle. Doesn't mean that you're going to act on it just the way Jeff Darlington said. But you would be negligent if you didn't play out every single scenario that was at your disposal. And guess what? Every scenario is at your disposal because you were the first overall selection. I do know that there would be it's. I think there'd be a lot of disappointed Bears fans if Ryan Poles decided that he did want to cast his lot with Bryce Young and trade Justin Fields because so many people have fallen in love with Justin Fields being the franchise quarterback based on what we saw the last, the second half of this past season, right? And the talent, he's dripping and oozing with athletic talent, but he also needs to show that he can be better as a passer in the pocket, I think, if he's truly going to live up to that franchise quarterback I, I, Am I crazy for suggesting, and look, he's the best running quarterback in the league. I agree. By far. I agreed completely. And by far. I mean, like, well, I don't know how healthy Lamar is right now. But he I is so much better. Like, I have this argument with Philly Sid. Mm-hmm. Sorry again to Philly Sid for his team not winning the Super Bowl. But Sid tried to tell me that Jalen Hurts is, is just as athletic as, no. as Justin Fields, or it's close. It's not close. It's not close with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is 6'6 and 250 and is a, a beast and is athletic. He runs a 4'8. Yeah. Like, he's, there's no different. He is a unicorn when it comes to his athletic ability at the quarterback position. But I'm saying to you that what has me most encouraged, and I don't mean this to be a slight in any way, shape, or form, I do believe, I do have questions about his processing and his reading and his accuracy and a lot of his other things. I'm not to the point where I don't want to build with him because I do. But I'm most excited about his 
leadership, his work ethic, his desire to be, you know, the guy. Like all of the intangibles that in a lot of ways, they erase some of the doubt that is in my mind. Because I know that there's physical skill there. I know he can throw the ball because I saw it at Ohio State. I know it's different at the NFL level than it is in the Big Ten. I get all of that stuff. But what makes me most convinced that it is an easy decision for the guys up at House Hall, because they spend every day with him and they see how he carries himself and they see how hard he works and they see what his football IQ is and they see all of that stuff. And to me, that is the determining fact, the determining factor. Let's face it. He isn't their guy. Okay, Mm -hmm. he he didn't light it up throwing the football. A lot of the 17 touchdown passes were designed. Like Correct, yeah. The, the throw that he made to, to Darnell Mooney against the, the Miami Dolphins was gorgeous. The touchdown pass, I think it was to Pettis against the Washington Commanders, yep. was unbelievable. There are throws that are spectacular. But a lot of the touchdown passes, if you go back and you look at them, they're design-oriented. They're really outstanding plays. A lot of them are red zone throws and it's Cole Komet walking in the end zone with nobody near him. Like that can't be the bulk of your passing game. Design oriented stuff. At some point, it's also got to be on the right arm of your quarterback. So I'm just being a realist here. Like there are some issues that they, I think up at Hallis Hall have, but I believe that being around him and seeing some of the things that, that they've seen him do and their confidence in him as a leader and a face of your franchise in a lot of ways, I think that is the defining factor for me. I think that's why they will end up going with him. I agree. I think they had – I think we we all saw it maybe we clearly because we are not with him inside the building on a day-to-day basis. But I think anybody who listened to Justin Fields at the podium every Wednesday throughout the season and then in the postgame after every game – it was impossible to not recognize growth. There was he recognized that, you know, if I just speak my mind, speak the truth, let the media in, don't try and fight them at every turn and, you know, you could hear how smart he is. Yeah. You could see he oozes charisma when he wants Just I would just say this. Put the video of the kid in New York. Not not Daniel Zach Jones, Wilson. Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson. Sure. meeting the media. And put the video of, of Justin on. See, or just see how they carry themselves. Yeah. One has got tremendous maturity. The other one doesn't have that kind of maturity. And I think that that's really important. Agree. At Especially this stage. at that position, too, right? Yes. Like, if you're going to be a young quarterback, you need to be a true leader. And Justin Fields has shown that. So I agree with you. That's an easy reason why I think this uh, Bears front office will cat will move forward with him at least for next year but i do believe i'll go back to what what darlington said like you're you're if you don't do your due diligence on every single situation or scenario then then you're not doing your job and i think that they will go through that process um but i i i mean i like the intrigue i think it's fun to to kind of sit and and i feel like i know what they're gonna do but they've only been in those jobs for a year now. Maybe we don't have any idea what they're thinking. And I suppose it's possible. I'm I'm not as enamored with C.J. Stroud or Will Levis. Bryce Young, what he can do as a passer is tantalizing. But we've been over it time and time again. His size is a limitation. Scares me. I don't think you might be willing, if you're a, a football GM, 
to say I think Bryce Young is a a a future superstar, and so I want him to be my quarterback. But I don't think you could know definitively that he can survive an NFL season at his height and weight until you actually see him get out there. So it's all speculation at this so, point. Yeah, and so in some respects, I think it's a bit a little bit of a hope and a prayer if you're drafting Bryce Young. That you that he can get through an NFL season unscathed and still be healthy enough when the season is concluding, where he can help you know bring you deep into the playoffs. So that because of that reason, I don't believe Ryan Poles should draft Bryce Young. I'm with you. I think the smarter part is to move forward to Justin Fields and try and cash in your chips with this first overall pick. Plus, and as get whatever you can. As, as Yurko says all the time, like, look, you're really not under the gun. Until you're up against the decision whether or not you're going to pick up the fifth-year option. And that doesn't happen until the end of next year. Now, Colin Coward makes the point, look, if he has another season this year, the way that it looked this past season, you're going to lose. You're going to lose any type of trade leverage that you may have with him. Because if, if he doesn't show any progress then the likelihood is is you are going to move on before you're going to be willing to to commit to a fifth year and then your trade the trade value isn't what it is but that's a risk that you have to be worth taking so i think you have i think they have the luxury of trying to build the team around him or tr- build the team up around him mm-hmm. see if they see the progress that they're anticipating if they don't see it Hopefully you will have made a deal for the number one pick that also includes a first-round pick in 2024. You'll have your 2024 first-round pick as well. And maybe if you have to at that point, then you can make the decision to package a couple of ones and maybe make a move up to draft the quarterback of the future at that point if, in fact, things don't progress the way you hope. I, I think they have the benefit of time on this as well. Yeah. So I think, again, you put it all into the cauldron and you mix it up. And, you know, to me, it, it seems like a it seems like a fairly easy answer. But again, I'm very apprehensive about the size of the kid at Alabama. I love the scenario you painted there because I do agree that it's good to give Justin Fields the opportunity for another year with more talent around him to try and prove that he can be the guy that the, the entire fan base is trying to convince themselves that he is. And also, the quarterbacks in next year's draft are far more intriguing. And I'm talking, of course, about Caleb Williams and Drake May. But my concern is... Both of those guys have NFL size. Drake May is 6'4 and 220. Yeah. Um, Caleb Williams. You know, Caleb Williams is what? 6'3", I think. 6'3", right? 220. Like, they're, they're more nfl size quarterbacks. Yeah, and listen, they're Justin Fields' size, but yeah. they're probably better passers, or at least they've shown to some degree that they look like they could be better passers. And Caleb Williams, as, a, as an athlete, too, is extremely dynamic. Um, so, but again, like we say that, and I'm, I'm wouldn't totally dismiss that. I know where you're going. Go ahead. But well, but I mean, look, they have, they've had access or at least Caleb Williams has, has had access to the same type of athlete that he's throwing to inside his offensive huddle. So both USC and in Oklahoma. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, look, Justin's career at Ohio state was littered with throwing brilliance the same way that Caleb Williams is. So once you get to the NFL, it's just a different animal. Like people say that and people hear it all the time and there's no way to really to, to describe it fully until you see it. Like everything happens quicker. 
You don't have Garrett Wilson running past an Indiana defensive back nine times in a game, so you can just wait and then loft it up. Open in the NFL is different than open at the collegiate level. You have to become more of an anticipatory thrower. You have to process things quicker. You have to learn it sometimes to read the field short to long instead of long to short. Mm -hmm. It's just a process. So, you know, all of these guys, I think, are going to have to make that adjustment. And those who make the adjustment quicker than others. Like, look, as I've always said, I'm no expert when it comes to college quarterbacks. I didn't think the kid coming out of Oregon was all that and then some. Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about who he is and the player that he is now that I've seen what he could do at the NFL level. But I had no idea that he could do some of that stuff at this level. Because they didn't see all of it at the, the previous level. Sure, he's he's been a he's been a better player in the NFL than yeah. he was in college, and I don't think the Chargers knew he was as good as he was when they got him. There's a reason why Tyrod Taylor needed to be punctured by the Chargers team uh, doctor team doctor before he um he actually got a, before Justin Herbert got his first crack at it. I think Bill has an interesting point here. Bill's in Evanston. Bill, you're on Waddle and Sylvie Miller in for Sylvie today. What's up? Yeah, I think you guys are reading the Bryce Young question totally accurately. I mean, he seems like a very talented passer, but he's five ten, yeah. a buck eighty. So if you draft him with the first pick, you lose your ability to trade for other picks where you might pick offensive linemen who could protect your athletic, dynamic quarterback who you know is a great leader. So we don't know who Justin Fields is in as a passer in the pocket when he's not running for his life. So if you want to clear the decks and get rid of everybody and start over with Bryce Young and no one to protect him, uh, I, I don't have a good feeling about Bryce Young playing a 16-game season like ever. Or a 17-game season. And potentially, you, and potentially Bill, an 18-game season because that's going to happen sooner, sooner rather than later. Look, I share, your, I, I share your thoughts on that. Now, look, if you decided to keep the number one pick and draft uh, draft Bryce Young, you're going to trade Justin. And at that point, that probably brings you back a first round pick. If you call the Atlanta Falcons and say, "Hey, where are they at? They're at ten or wherever they. I don't know Eight. where they're at. Are they? I'll get it. You may be able to get that pick from them. I don't know. Like again, I wouldn't know how that all Falcons works. Are eight. Okay, so. What you would be doing then probably is is just swapping one for eight. Probably, Do you I know would what I'm so. saying. In, in theory, I would. Th- it's interesting. I would. Th- I think so, especially because hometown kid that would be appealing to the Falcons. I and I would rather have Justin Fields than say Anthony Richardson. But you wonder would the additional two years of on a rookie contract be that's more appealing point. to a team like yeah. the Falcons? And that's a that's a consideration they would have to weigh before they went out and traded for Justin Fields. But, yeah, I think, you know, if you're a team that's seen Justin Fields and you want to trade for him, you're probably convinced that you're Well, you're giving up a one for yeah. him. Oh, definitely. You're not. The Bears aren't trading him for anything less than that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine. I wouldn't think Are so. Are you? Like, what, wouldn't if, – if, aren't you telling people that you have the most information on him and you're not sold on him? Why would they give you a first-round the reason, The reason being, though, Charlie, is that your position would be, we think Bryce Young is a generational talent. We want to draft him. Yeah. Like, and so – and and because of that you would say you know what we granted we love Justin we love his moxie everything we've seen but we've decided as a franchise Bryce Young's our guy and so that would be your position. It's the old. It's not a vote against Justin. It's a vote for Bryce Young. Like we're so enamored with him and we think his ceiling is so high. We're going to take him. You can't have him, even if you wanted to trade up for him. 
because we want him. But don't you lose like all your leverage though? If well, I don't mean like leverage. What leverage do you truly have like, like in if, this scenario? If you're if you're a t- if you draft Bryce and then a team tells you, like you know what, like you're not in a position to make demands for Fields anymore, right? Because what are you supposed to do? Like if well, we well, don't you would make, you would you make the yeah, trade. You yeah. would make the trade before, before you draft. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. and and honestly, it, it, even though the Falcons like that's a team that has been linked to the idea of Justin Fields, I think primarily because he's from Atlanta so, or from Georgia, so there's a reason why. You well, know, I think they, they you know they, they need a quarterback. Yeah, they need a quarterback desperately. They ran a system that is comparable with, with Marcus Mariota, with Marcus Mariota Ar- and Desmond Ritter. Arthur, who came in. Arthur Smith had a lot of success with Ryan Tannehill, a very mobile quarterback in yes. Tennessee, an offense built around you know utilizing his legs. And then it, it doesn't even have to be Atlanta, though. You can look through the first round and you can see plenty of teams who could instantly be much better off with Justin Fields as their starting quarterback. New York Jets picking 13 Absolutely. would be a great option. If they can't land. And honestly, I think if you're the Jets and you say, listen, I know you guys are in on that Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, but I've got a nice young quarterback here in Justin Fields you can build around and you can put him and Garrett Wilson together. I think that would be very appealing to the Jets as well. Yeah, Maybe I think more that you so would have than Aaron Rodgers for that. I don't know. Again, I don't know what the 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 return on it would be, but I think that there's certainly there's value there. I don't think they're going that direction. Yeah. But neither but, do I. And I'd rather that I'd rather see them continue to move forward with Justin Fields, at least for the next year, and see what... I just think it, it works perfectly for them. Unless, again, unless you are absolutely over the moon for the kid, Bryce Young, like as Yurko has said, you got time. Time is on your side with regard to having to make the decision whether or not you need to invest millions of dollars. And if, in fact, the quarterback class next year turns out to be all that that you think it's going to be, and better than this year's class, then you still have time. You have the, the benefit of time. You have cap space. You're going to have draft picks. It's just that that path seems most logical to me. But again, as I sit here, as I've said a million times, Bryce Young's size scares me. Mm-hmm. So that would be the deterrent for me. Again, if you told me Joe Burrow was in this upcoming draft or Trevor Lawrence was in this upcoming draft, that would have an entirely different perspective. Yeah, uh, three one two three three two three seven seven six. If didn't, you'd like to uh, chime in on this, didn't uh, Field have something? Uh, Albert, no, uh, Albert Breer. Had yeah, something I was uh, going to mention that Albert Breer joined Cap and Jay Hood this morning, as he does every Tuesday. Uh, Sports Illustrated uh, Monday Morning Quarterback NFL Insider shared his thoughts on what could potentially hurt the Bears' ability to trade their number one overall pick in this draft. We'll tell you what he had to say. We'll share it with you coming up next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Waddle and Sylvie. Here with you, I'm Jeff Meller in for Sylvie on vacation. He's back tomorrow. I think he'll be kicking back, relaxing. I don't know. Nice and refreshed. My guess is he's already back. I don't think he's flying in late tonight or no early red tomorrow. Eye tomorrow. Or, yeah, I don't Probably think so. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think well, so. We will find out I think it's a good tomorrow. plan to come in the day before you actually go back to work. I think it's actually a very smart decision. So you th- are you saying he should have come back? I believe no, no. Yesterday? I think it no or my, today. My point is, is 
I think he's probably at his house right now. Yes. But you need a day to kind of recoup and get everything put yeah. together. And, Do you and think then he you come flew in, in this morning or you think he flew in last that night? That I don't know. Like, like I, I. This morning, probably. Yeah, see, that's almost all not a. Uh, if he, even if he's even home if he tonight, last it's, night, it's, it's nice to get a full day in. Listen, I don't, it's vacay. his schedule. He of course, of course. Want. I'm not saying he. Do whatever you want with it. He'll be back tomorrow. That's what I'm here to tell you, though. Uh, Meller in for Sylvie. Any word on, on Aaron Rodgers, boys? Nothing? Uh, update Nothing on the yet. darkness. Uh, still looking. Okay. All right. Probably not going to find him in the uh, producer's booth, but we'll see. Maybe he'll pop up over there. I see Eric Ostrowski hanging out, so Ooh, you never know who's going to pop in. Yeah. All right, so we mentioned Albert Breer was on with Cap and Jay Hood, as he is every Tuesday, right around 8.30 with Cap and Jay Hood. And this was what he had to share with the gents as to why the Bears may not land all that they hope if they indeed trade away that number one overall pick. I think you're going to hear a lot about the teams at the top. Um, the teams with coaches who have job security, studying both classes, studying the 23 quarterbacks and the 24 quarterbacks, and you know, like comparing and contrasting and deciding whether or not you should wait. Because I think this is an imperfect quarterback class. Like I think between Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson, you've got guys who've got talent, but like each guy's got a flaw that could be fatal in the NFL. And so, like I think. You know, like, there's going to be teams that are going to look at this and say, all right, like, we're going to go and we're going to drill down hard on Caleb Williams and Drake May. You know, and that's without even considering, like, there are talented guys who could put it all together, like Quinn Ewers at Texas or J.J. McCarthy at Michigan, like, where you look at them and you say, okay, like, that could come together, too. So I, I think this is a good, not great quarterback class, much better than last year, obviously. But each guy in this class has a, has a, has a flaw that could be fatal. And I think that that's going to cause teams to – look at sort of the two-year outlay at the quarterback position with two guys in Caleb Williams and Drake May, who I think have a chance to be the types of guys who go number one in any draft. And so my read on that is in particular the Houston Texans, who just hired D'Amico Ryans, right? So they may not go all... I think they might be the team where they may say, you know what, we got Davis Mills. More importantly, though, he can... I'm just saying he can... He can play the role now until we get to next year and we can build elsewhere. Yes, and if you're D'Amico Ryans while you're trying to maybe build up your defense, especially with you look at who's available in Jalen Carter and Will Anderson Jr., right? And maybe D'Amico Ryans says, I'd love to build around one of those defensive players as the centerpiece. And then you know what? Chances are, even if he is really good, he's not going to change our fortunes dramatically. So maybe... Maybe we're in it for the long haul if you're the Texans. Maybe you say, well, next year, 2023, is more about growing exactly what Matt Eberflus did, right? If you're D'Amico yeah. Ryans. And then maybe you're saying, and chances are we end up picking pretty high next year. And then we'll be in better position if we have an opportunity to draft Caleb Williams or Drake May. You also may find yourself in a situation where you're not where you are now. Correct. Some of these these are still college football players, and the 2024 class may lose a little luster when the 2024 season comes and goes. Yep. Somebody may get injured. You get listen the, the, these these jobs. You want instant satisfaction, and instant gratification. You may be more willing to take what did they say a bird in the hand. Correct. Like I don't know. I'm as interested to, to as opposed to two in the bush. Correct. Um, I'm interested to hear what really what people think about C.J. Stroud as well. 
Like, I hear Will Levis, you know, he reminds people of, of Josh, Josh Allen, Allen. Except for the fact that Josh Allen's like two or three inches taller than him and mm-hmm. probably 15 pounds heavier yes. than him. You know, I mean, like, other than that. I have stronger arm, too, yeah. I believe. Uh, C.J. Stroud in his last two years, in 2021, 44 touchdown passes, six interceptions. That's good. 2022, 41 touchdown passes, six interceptions. That's good. So the touchdown pass numbers are way up. The old the, 85 to 12. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the interception rates are way down. And it's the same, if, it's the same thing as, you know, Justin. Like, Justin had Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And you're so, like, and, what is it and about Jackson C- and Jigba Smith? Correct. You know, so are, 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 are people, CJ Stroud, are, are, are they looking at him and saying that, you know, he's just a product of the system where their offensive talent in the huddle is so much better than everybody else that you don't have to be great or you get overvalued. I just, you know, I want to know what people, I thought McShay was like over the moon for CJ Stroud. For, uh, and early he quickly shifted and became sure. a Bryce Young guy. You're right. No, McShay, and I'm pretty sure if we really dug around for it, we could probably find it in the system. There was a point early in maybe like early October when Todd McShay was convinced, convinced that CJ Stroud, um, just his ability to read the field, was going to make him the number one overall pick. And right. you're right, he's now shifted, and he's talked about Bryce Young being Minnie Mahomes. So it's something worth this is, And again, this is how things change so quickly. So I still believe that number one pick's going to have value, and I still think you're going to have teams trying to get to that spot, um, even with Caleb Williams and Drake May on the horizon a year later. Let's go out to Logan Square and say good evening to Raul. Raul, what's going on? You're on Waddle and Sylvia, my man. What's going on, guys? Yeah, you know, I'm just not going to try to state much of the obvious of Justin Fields' capability of being a quarterback. He's got the speed, the size. I mean, but his mental toughness is number one. You know, his first game in his career, man, he was getting teed off by Clowney and uh, Garrett. And, you know, he didn't throw the team under the bus, you know, last year nor this year. And that's something you got to take in consideration because you're going to need size in that position because, you know, the Detroit Lions are one player away from teaming up Hutchinson with a defensive, either that tackle or that Anderson kid, man. And, you know, Bryce Young in the backfield with that, that, that looks pretty scary. So I think I think we roll with Justin Fields and uh, hopefully uh, have enough uh, finesse somebody, you know, mm-hmm. and get a few more picks with that first uh, draft pick, you know? Yeah, what do no, you guys think? I hear you, Raul. I love the idea. Raul's like, concerned about the fact that you got a, a smaller Bryce Young being hounded by Aiden Hutchinson and Will Anderson coming off the edge in, in the division and the uh, harsh reality that could be scary if you have a, a, a... Look, if you're trying to talk yourself into Bryce Young as a, as a team and you're trying to dismiss the size concern... I, what is it that you're relying on? Is it that he's got a quick release? Is it that the league now is protecting quarterbacks? At the end of the day, he's still going to get hit. Maybe it's maybe we're all going to be proved proven to be overly sensitive to his size and his ability to take on some of the the physicality that's coming his way. I don't know. I don't. I, I, we'll find out. Because if he is what Todd McShay and Mike Tannenbaum and everyone say, we couldn't miss out on it again. But I, I'm I'm willing yeah. to move ahead with what we have. I've got too many concerns with the other kid. Maybe I'd feel different if I saw another year of Drake May 
or Caleb Williams, and they were coming out, and the Bears still had the number one overall pick. Neither one of those guys is five foot ten or five foot eleven and one hundred eighty five pounds. Both of those guys are six four, six three, six four, two hundred twenty five pounds. So the size concern would be eliminated. I will remind people too, though, a lot can happen in no a doubt. year because even though everybody is smitten with Caleb Williams and Drake May, and I'm sure. All likelihood, they'll probably both end up being top 10 picks. Probably one of them will end up being the number one overall pick. Don't forget, cautionary tale, back in 2012, do you remember who was thought of as the best quarterback had he decided to come out in the pro- in the uh, NFL draft that year, but he decided not? He decided to go back to play college football for one more season? 2012. At USC as their quarterback? Matt Leinart? Well, you have the first name correct. Matt Barkley? Yes. Matt Barkley, as they were heading into the 2012 NFL draft season, was the number one ranked quarterback prospect. He went back to school, played for USC for one more year. Was drafted in the third round? Fourth round. round. 98th overall. And so, you know, a lot can happen in just one more season when the NFL scouts get an opportunity to really dissect your game and, you know, Clearly, Matt Barkley really didn't get, uh, you know, he's uh, he, he hasn't been, you know, he, he left the league in 2020. He didn't really turn into anything of a it's an, quarterback. It's an inexact science. It is. These guys don't, you know, they don't all pan out. Let's try Dell, who's in Beverly. Hey, Dell. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Dell. You know, I, hey, Tom. You know, I like the model that we see up north with the Packers. They've drafted, you know, quarterbacks because it's a quarterback league, as we know. And while they had Favre and Rodgers, they brought in Matt Hasselbeck. They drafted Ty Didmer. They drafted Aaron Rodgers. And they used those guys to get draft capital. So let's let, you know, let's relax. Let's let Ryan Poles show us he's a real strategical manager and do the best. That's my thought. Yeah, no, listen, um... I think it's a, it's a good plan. I think the Packers have, have shown it's a good plan. The San Francisco 49ers have shown it's a good plan. But what do those two teams have in common that they the Bears are not part of that group? Their rosters are so deep that they, they can afford to use a draft pick, yeah. an extra draft pick on a quarterback despite having an established QB. When you're a, a team like the Bears that is so devoid of talent, every one of these picks is like gold for you because you have so many holes to fill. So you may not have that luxury. Now, look, if you've got, they've got one seventh round pick overall. I believe it's number 20, 20, uh, two, 220 overall. They've got a one, they've got a two, they've got a three, they've got two fours, two fives, and a seven. My guess is, is that's going to grow as they trade the number one overall pick. If you want to use a seventh round pick or a late sixth round pick, if you acquire one on a quarterback, I'm 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 fine with it, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, like, they, like at this point, they're not the Packers, they're not the 49ers. They have a, a a slimmer margin of error here. They've got more holes. They don't have the luxury of spending really any of their picks on extra quarterbacks. I know I saw. I can't remember exactly where I saw it, but within uh, the reading I've done in the last week, maybe it was in. It was somebody's draft mock. I don't know if it was a mock draft or, but someone referenced how they they were talking with a scout at the Senior Bowl, and they thought it wasn't out of the realm of possibility to say the Bears could stand to improve twenty of their twenty two starters fairly easily. I mean, that's you know, 
it's an indictment on where the roster's at, but it just goes to show that there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, I was so, just going to say that, so, that that's quite a task at hand. And, and like you don't even worry about the bottom part of the roster because hopefully you can you know increase the talent there just through you know sheer churn of the roster, right? And having the ability to be here, hopefully you can. You know, bring in some new, some more talent to that. Look, part. I think think about this real quick. Go through the process. I think Eddie Jackson's going to come back. I think Matt Eberflus really likes him. He won his whatever yeah, it was the Ball Hawk, Hawk, Hawk Award. I think that there's probably a good chance that they he's got a year left on his deal. I don't know if they come to him and ask him to sign an extension that is a team friendly mm-hmm. environment. But I do believe that they have value for Eddie, and I thought Eddie played well until he got hurt. Obviously, Brisker's going to be your starting safety. I think they bring back Jalen Johnson. I think, I think so. he's a good player. Maybe not a great player, but a good player. You got Gordon on the other side. Mm-hmm. I think they will add a cornerback, whether it's in you you know, listen, you can never free agency enough, yeah, or, never or in the drafts. But your secondary is pretty solid. You got to get well, better. And can I tell you too? I agree with you. And but just by the sheer lack of talent through the front seven, and you can't even worry about your secondary if you're. Well, the you're going to get better. You're going to get better in the secondary when you're better with your front seven, which can stand to. The, I would. I would guess that everywhere. the Bears' secondary was forced to cover for a longer period of time on every drop back mm-hmm. in general than most teams in the league. But you need to get better in your in your front seven. You need to get better in your offensive line. You need to get better, obviously, in your skill positions as well. There are a lot of different routes this team can take. But you've got cash. You've got draft picks. I think they, there is a possibility for them to make some significant progress quickly if, in fact, the decisions they make are good decisions. He's Waddle. I'm Meller. In for Sylvie on vacation. We cross-talk with Black and Abdallah next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Waddle and Sylvie, Meller in for Sylvie. Sylvie's back tomorrow from vacation as we welcome in Chris Black and Adam Abdallah for a little bit of crosstalk here. What's up, gents? What's Hello. up, guys? Hey, boys. What's going on? Not too much. What's the hot goss? How you guys feeling? Yeah, you guys stunned? Nothing, nothing really. You stunned about Lonzo Ball? No. I thought you were going to say gonna about uh, Real Madrid scoring five goals what? after going down to Liverpool. I got to tell you, like a couple of the goals that I saw scored, I yeah. went on each side. I, I was Disasters. coaching my my eight year. She was eight or six at the time, yeah. and there were a couple of the goals that Catch reminded the ball. me of that. If you're a goalie, what are you doing? Yeah, that was so stupid. Both you sides. bet the over. No, I did not. I forgot. Yurko I forgot that it was going to. Then Yurko say it was going to be a high scoring. He, he game? Yeah. Yeah. I believe a two-two yeah. scoreline. He did, and he at one point, he, uh, it was. Yeah, about, about twenty-two yeah. minutes into the game, it was two-two. <laughs> it was at yeah. one point, but uh, um, standing in Champions League earlier today, Real Madrid put it on my club, Liverpool. 5-2, yeah, Miller wasn't so. very. Excited. City's got uh, Leipzig tomorrow. Well, you got uh, the second leg coming up, so uh, you, you yeah. got well, an not, opportunity there on the road. Not so much when you're trailing by three goals. Love the third leg, huh, Waddle? I just asked the third leg leg of this. Uh, There is no third leg. It's it's two legs. Only two legs. Two leg knockout stage. Yeah, so uh, we had a. Talk some baseball. You you were asking about Lonzo Rose. Well, I was going to ask you first off, like, (laughs) 
You looked at me. I said we talked some baseball. I said we did. Gross. We did. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry to offend you. Not all of us can hate there. baseball. I don't hate baseball. I just, I, I'll, I'll, when the season opens. Well, it's I'll almost be. here, bro. I know. Uh, we got like it's a month. Well, we can here, sit here. And we can talk about a bad basketball team. No, for a there's while football season. What are you talking about? Oh, the XFL is here. That's no, right. it is. It is oh. constantly. Well, we can NFL recycle season. Mike Tannenbaum's thoughts again today. Please Listen. Though. Listen. Hard, hard pass. On talk, that. Mike Tannenbaum can talk to me when he's a GM. Wow. <laughs> why wow. isn't he? Why isn't he a GM? If he's got these great takes, if he's got these great ideas, why aren't you a GM? If you've got all these great takes, because uh, I don't like working. Same with Mike that, Tannenbaum. That's why you're not a GM. I love it. You well, just don't want to work that work hard. E- it's all work ethic. This is true. Isn't yeah. it? We'd all be GMs if we just wanted yeah. to work a little harder. <laughs> it's all work ethic. That's, 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 that's why we're not GMs. It's yeah. all work ethic, yeah. isn't it? You just got to be willing to put in the work. Waddle well, well, actually probably could have been a GM if you wanted to work a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. still could yeah. be yeah. a yeah. GM. Yeah. He could be a, 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 a scout, a consultant. Come on. But you got to work too hard. You'd have to go to you'd have to go to like scout school. No, you'd have to go to all these like you know podunk towns to watch. I grew up in one. No, but I'm saying like home. Yeah, but you can you like going to yours? I don't know if you want to be. Listen, I would not. I wouldn't buy the Knoxville podunk town. But you're driving. You're not flying into major airports every week. No, I don't know. know? I'm not worried by that. Uh, I like. I actually like the evaluation process. Yeah, I think it's interesting. So do like, it. I don't know the difference between a good offensive lineman and a bad offensive lineman. I mean, within reason, but like different other positions, I can tell who can do stuff and who can't. There you go. I know who's sticky and who isn't sticky. I know who can get in and out of their bricks at an NFL level. There you go. I know who's got a couple of bricks for hands and who's got some actual mitts. <laughs> I think you should do it. Nope, that'd be fun. Nope, I'm yeah. just do it for six a year. Waddle on the road. Nope. <clears throat> It's a new special. Because he doesn't want to work that hard. Waddle on the road. That's what we're drilling down on the road for 16 years. I'm done. I'm not traveling. Because you don't want to work that hard. That's fine. I'm done done traveling. Done traveling. You've earned your time to be a... What's the offer got to be? I just like to hang out with you. What's the offer got to be? There's no offer. Five mil? (laughs) Three mil? They pay in scouts five (laughs) mil. Three mil? Three mil? Five million to go on the road to Podunk USA? Three mil? This is the NFL, man. I can just zoom If you want the services of Tom Waddle, it's going to cost you. Sure. Are you no, kidding me? No it sounds. I think that's an impasse nope. from both sides then. I was, in, I was asleep last night before 10 o'clock. Happy birthday. Again. Well, thank oh. you. I'm just saying, like, I'm not staying up till midnight that's watching early. film. You could wake up early and do it. You don't have to stay up yeah, late. Don't you, you could wake, wake up, up early. early? I, got sun, out, I think I got out of bed today at 6.55. Okay. That's enough time yeah, to do some scouting. No. They send you the tape, all nope. that good stuff? Nope. I'm all good. Thanks. Okay. Which, uh, which move do you think was a bigger issue for the Bulls? Lonzo Ball signing him or trading for Vooch? Hmm. Vooch is the better player. Yeah. You've gotten more production out of Vooch. He's at, yeah. He's uh, on long the court. term, though, that might... That might be the one that hurts. But Chris, I tried worst. to sell this that look, everyone Vooch is an easy target now mm-hmm. because of what you gave up for him. Yeah. But he's having a decent year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he, that move isn't exactly what sank the ship. What sank the ship is the collective stuff that happened. Ultimately, the Vooch trade is going to be most restrictive because it's left you with no escape hatch. Yeah. But the truth is, if some of the other crap doesn't happen or they make different decisions in other spots. The the Vooch trade doesn't look so restrictive or bad. Is that fair? I'm with you on that. And if uh, Vooch could have pl- 
played to his all-star level, then we probably aren't having this conversation. They're probably a better team. And like that, that's the problem is his game didn't meet to what they gave up for because they assumed they were getting an all-star level center, even though he wasn't elite, one of the best in the league. They were expecting a guy that was at least going to make the all-star game and shoot three-point shots and and run your offense through a big who can pass a little. And that's kind of what they envisioned. And they were also expecting Lonzo Ball to stay healthy. And they were expecting them, not, not everybody. And they were also expecting Zach to continue to make progress. But this is to so all of their expectations. Right. When you put them in total, yeah, it's great. They've all so, failed. But you add them all. You start putting them all yeah. together. There's a lot of whiffs there, right? And yes. you're right. Vooch was an All Star, two time All Star when they traded for him. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I think you would agree. Like this is a superstar driven league. How many times? And when you go and trade for Vucevic, and you quickly come to the realization that he's probably not the second best player on any championship team, and you've now depleted yourself of those first-round picks, you've given yourself, to your point, no outs, but you're willingly making the decision that you, that Vooch is the guy you should go forward with. Yeah, the, well, the, move, the, the move that you made there, that's the move you make when you just need the icing on top, when you, you have a team have. that's it was about... First move. Right, right, and that, if you get that piece... You now solidify yourselves as championship contenders. Yeah. The problem is they didn't have anything. It was their first move, not their last and, move. And as that yeah. kind of pushed forward, you know, if you go back to what it was before January 1st of last year, you know, the, the rest of the league may not be playing at the same speed that you're playing at Absolutely. with a group of guys who just got together for the first time. So I, I know that you can point to that they were first in the East. But at that point, do people really think that the contenders are really taking the the regular it's season? The argument Sylvia and I had at the time, I, and yeah. I look, I it was nice, I was less positive about. But by the same token, even at that point, I still expected them well not to be a top four team. They could have been a nice team, yeah, for sure. And I, I laugh at this idea that Patrick Bever- yes. Beverly is just going to show up and you know rattle the cages, and he's going to get Zach Levine to, no. to give a damn on every Never single player fear. up no. and down the Bev is here. It, it's it's going to be great because th- this has the, all of the makings for an epic train crash here at the end. Yeah, it like already this, is. This is this, this has, has got East Palestine this, looking written all over it. Well, well I mean, jeez. Oh, I hope. I hope not. I hope it's not raining. On it was figurative. Not yes, obviously. Yeah. We, I mean, this after is after the event. I think their th- their biggest regret is probably going to be paying Zach. Like, unless you unless you oh. get something for him in this which, off season, which, is, which like, I think you're you going to be able to. Yeah, they you should can. be able to. Because if you didn't pay him, you were going to let him go and get nothing, right? Yeah. But I mean, he's he's really expensive now, and I don't know how much teams well, are going to be willing to ago, give up. You could have traded him at the trade deadline yeah. before yeah. he needed a new deal, and that's where that's it would have been. What his been deal? I'll go on the road and scout. What, All right. What can we? I'll ex- be your max scout. What can we expect on our drive home on Black and Abdallah, gents? Oh, you know, just the typical, the usual Black and Abdallah nonsense. No, we have football conversation to get that's, to. That's, We're going to talk some code, football. That's code for just figure it out in five yeah, minutes. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out at six. That's the best kind of Black and Abdallah. It's either Spontaneous. There's one, of, there's one of two things. It's either we have a plan and we act like we don't, or we don't have a plan and we figure it out as we go. Yeah, we'll figure it's it out. It's called a tease. Either way, it will make for good radio. All right, Sylvia's back tomorrow. Thanks for having me the last few days. Always well, great to have it. you, Jeffrey. Thanks to our producers, Tyler Aki and Charlie Bevins Cry today. Kick. And thanks to Jeff Passon for hopping on as well. For Waddle.
I'm Meller. Sylvie's back tomorrow. Black and Abdallah coming your way next on ESPN 1000.